Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, helping you to create a more successful show. I'm Colin Gray, joined as always by Matthew. How are you doing, Matthew? Honoured to be here. Honoured this time. Honoured, yeah. Great. Well, we're back for uh, season, what is this, season 12? Season 11? It potentially is season 12, yeah. I think it will be. Season 12, you don't care about that, the way. Season 12, which is all about uh, basically covering a lot of the more common deep questions, isn't it? We're going to go through some of our more popular blog posts that have come out recently on the podcasthost.com. We're going to cover them a bit more in depth. Some of the less technical and more more numbers and sort of theory and stuff like that as opposed to what mic to buy and stuff like that so i hope you'll uh, find this a useful season it's uh, delving into the more deeper questions that aren't quite so easy to answer it's not quite just a oh, buy this mic or this mixer or you know take this host so i hope you find that useful and on this first episode we're going to go into how to advertise your podcast which is a post that matthew put out when did you put that one out matthew it was a month ago now i think and it's um it's doing pretty well and i think yeah. for for articles like this a lot a lot of the folk you know we we get traffic on the site but obviously a lot of our audience are podcast yes, listeners and i exactly. think they'd maybe just prefer to, to listen to something yeah. like that so yeah, yeah, totally. we could make good use of it i think exactly yeah so that's the idea there these are more involved posts they take a bit of time to read so we'll do an audio companion uh, to go along with them. Uh, for Before we jump into that, though, these first uh, four episodes of the season, we have a, a wonderful new sponsor for the show, don't we, Matthew? So uh, why don't you tell us a bit about that quickly? Yeah, that's right. Big thanks to Name Silo. So on, on this episode, we're going to run through the various places that you can advertise your podcast to grow your audience. And I think one of the things that really helps with that is to, to have a memorable domain name, isn't it? So our sponsor on this episode is Name silo they have some of if some of if not the lowest prices out there to register your domains and you can register a .com domain for $8.99 a year that's in dollars so big thanks to name silo for sponsoring this episode of podcraft perfect i have wasted a lot of money on domain registrations over the years what's the old question <laughs> that folks ask have you uh, <laughs> who, who here has jumped out of the shower to register a domain that's uh yeah the one that comes up <laughs> have you done that matthew i certainly have not no <laughs> i've i've definitely thought of domains to register in the shower and at least waited till i got dry before i did it but like did it within 10 minutes of getting out <laughs> i have i have certainly done that so yeah thanks to name silo for uh, sponsoring the first uh, first half of this season at least uh, but let's get into the main content now. Let's get into how to advertise your podcast. Um, so what do you think about this, Matthew? This is your article. Let's uh, you take us into it. What, what were you thinking when you first came up with this one? Well, I guess like you start with the podcaster themselves and somebody's doing a podcast or creating content. It's natural that they want that content to go out there to as much people as possible, isn't yes. it? So one of the routes that you can use to kind of fast track that, I mean, the, the, the slow and patient way, the traditional way is just create good content over yeah. a long period of time and your audience will naturally grow because of that. Yeah. Um, and I know like you've you've kind of we've we've discussed or debated this in the past uh, and I've heard you speak out in the past against, you know, folks that um, folks that are against advertising and promotion. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, if, if it's just <laughs> the old advice, like follow your passion, just create yeah. good stuff and it will magically grow. But you, yeah. you don't necessarily agree with that, do you? No, no, I think that's pish. <laughs> to be honest 
I think I think there's there's a lot of folk out there, a lot of influencers, a lot of um, supposed gurus who will tell you that basically because it's the easy answer. It's good. Well, it's on one hand it's an easy answer, on one hand it's not. Like it's the easy answer for them, as in, oh yeah, I created this great thing because it was my passion, and I just spent like twenty seven hours a day creating this podcast, and I put so much of my passion into it, and therefore it succeeded. And all you have to do is do the same, but it's nonsense because it doesn't matter what your passion is. You need to put a bit of thought behind the strategy around it. You need to think about the audience. You need to think about the aim. You need to think about the problems they have, the solutions you're offering, why you're unique about it. And then you need to get it out there and grow it. There's plenty of amazing products out there, plenty of amazing content. Like how many people, I wonder, listening to this have seen a brilliant film that didn't do that well at the box office. You know, a, a film that they loved. So so somebody made a, an amazing film, an amazing song, an amazing play, whatever it might be, that just didn't do that well critically because, you know, it either wasn't marketed that well or it didn't hit a large audience or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, there's a lot of strategy you need to put behind these things to make it work. And advertising is one, like put it out there, get your show out there more widely. And therefore it doesn't demean the content you're creating. It just helps you get great content out to more people. It helps more people be aware of the great content that exists because they're not, they're searching you out like to the way to within an, an each other lives. They're like, they're a lot of people are lazy. <laughs> they will happily listen to your content, but only if it's put in front of them and shown to them. Guess a couple of things on there. Um, there's that old quote about like nothing makes a bad product fail quicker than good marketing. I can't remember who that <laughs> quote came from, but I've heard that a lot. Um, and I suppose like, yeah, if you're advertising some, it does still need to be good. But the fact that the listener is listening to podcast means that they are interested in improving their craft and yeah. are probably doing doing that part. Yes. I've got that part covered. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll assume you're making a good show. And, and the whole passion thing does go into it. I mean, if you have a passion for this, you'll make good content. Um, so, I mean, that is important. But yeah, you need to be making good content to start with. Just a couple of last things on there, though. Can you advertise too early? Because, like, if you are on your third episode and it's literally the third podcast <laughs> episode you've ever recorded, yes. you might not be that polished yet. So yeah. would it be a good idea? You know, if you ran a brilliant ad campaign and suddenly yeah. had a million downloads, would that be the best <laughs> thing necessarily? I'd argue yes, you're absolutely right. Like, you... Uh, I mean, when you, so when you're thinking about advertising, we'll come on to this a bit more later, which is why I'm hesitating here, not to go into it too deep, but when you start to advertise using paid channels, basically you put a little bit of money in in the early days until you refine it, until you know you've got the right message, until you know it'll be effective, and then you pour shed loads of money into it. So it's the same with your podcast. There's no point in pouring shed loads of money into advertising a show that you haven't quite refined yet or found your groove in yet. So yeah, I'd argue that probably the first six months even of your podcast, you're still finding your feet, aren't you? Mm. You're still finding exactly what your audience wants. You're still finding exactly what you want out of the show, what you want to put into the show. So advertising probably comes after that point where you say, I think I know what my show's about. I think I know who my audience is. I think I know what they want. So let's just create more and more of that. And just one last thing, I guess, to mention before we dive into these options is that it's good, I guess, when you're, especially when you're spending money to know exactly what you're aiming for, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. to go in with a, 
maybe a level of expectations and, and a plan in place. You know, I want to get more lessons, but how many more lessons would I be happy with? How many more is yeah, realistic? Yeah, yeah. And on the next episode next week, we're actually going to be covering that. So next week, we're going to be running a, an episode called, Is There a Good Number of Downloads for a Podcast? Yes, indeed. So will we dive in then Go to our different options? Social media, Colin. What's oh, uh, social media? What's the gist of the old social media <laughs> and the advertising that might surround it? <laughs> so, are we covering? Is this paid advertising you're talking about here yeah. on social media? So yeah. it's not just your general going in a group and going, "Hey, everyone!" Yeah, <laughs> or even just like posting out on the standard tweets and Facebook and stuff. Yeah, like, no, I'm yeah. thinking more. You know, putting some money into yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, w- the gist of this is that you pay a little bit of money, you set up an advertising account with a Facebook, with Twitter, with LinkedIn, um, with Instagram, although that's through Facebook as well. Uh, and therefore you can put out um, specific adverts. And there's a few different ways you can put out those adverts. You can, for example, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, um, you can have photo adverts. So you've got an image with a bit of text, tries to encourage people to click through. You've got post-based ones, like sponsored posts almost. So it looks more like a normal tweet on Twitter or a normal post on Facebook, that kind of stuff. So there's different ways you can do this. They can look in different ways. But the gist of it is that you're paying a little bit of money to make something appear inside people's social media feeds. Um, Now, pros and cons, I suppose. (laughs) Any big pros and cons from your side, Matthew? Or we'll jump straight into it. Well, I guess like the the pros there, I I feel like I should always take the cons because I'm the negative. (laughs) But let's do a a role reversal here. So the pros... they're busy platforms. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're on your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your Twitters, there's a lot of people on there, a lot of people spending a lot of time on there. Uh, so you can do a bit of targeting in them all, yeah, can't you? You yeah. could hone into like what you want to sort of target, that they're similar interests and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. And you could begin to rack up the, the likes, get a bit of engagement, get a bit of comments and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. in that sense, people will feel that they're doing really well with their social media advertising. But then, you know, what? what's maybe the flip side to that? Well, I'll just say, just add to that, that the targeting there for me is the biggest pro of social media. So being able to say, so say you go onto Facebook, I've done this before for our mountain biking podcast, so Mountain Bikes Apart. I've gone on there. I've set up a Facebook campaign for Mountain Bikes Apart. I've targeted people who have listed mountain biking as an interest, tried that, um, did all right because it's pretty specific, you know, it's, it's pretty specific to people that like mountain biking. But I found then when I targeted also people who like podcasting, so mountain biking and podcasting, suddenly, uh, you know, I got super targeting because that was, you know, people who already listen to podcasts and like mountain biking. And so it's people who are very likely to listen to this show. So for me, that's the biggest thing for social media. It's that super precise target. And you can find specific people who are most likely to listen to your show. And when you get that specific, it costs you less and you'll convert more. So yeah, it's just, it's really handy for that kind of thing. What about like you're doing some social media ads, you are getting the likes, you're getting the engagement, you go into your 
download stats and there doesn't seem to be any sort of spike whatsoever i think i think a lot of podcasters have maybe went through that haven't they yeah totally i think again that i think that's about the targeting so that first time when i just targeted mountain bikers like 90 percent of them probably don't listen to podcasts so i'm never going to get them to listen to my podcast i might i might convert a few new listeners which is great like you want to try and do that you want to try and reach outside the existing podcast and pull but um, you're more likely to get a better conversion out of people that already listen. So, yeah. On to option two then. You happy with that? Yeah, go for it. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to make you work for your money here because this is an area that you've a bit more experience than I do. But yeah. uh, Google Ads? <laughs> yeah. So Google Ads is very similar to social media advertising, apart from the fact that it's it's just more open. You know, in social media, you're trying to capture people. You're trying to catch their attention while they're just browsing through their social feeds. You know, they're on leisure time. They're looking at their friends' posts. Um, And so you get, uh, you know, an advert for your podcast in that feed. Now, um, I actually think that works quite well. Usually, to me, the, the... the balance is usually that Google Ads is better for worky stuff <laughs> and social media is better for fun stuff because you don't necessarily want to sign up for like a, a personal development course for work when you're browsing through social media or like a, something like a marketing thing while you're browsing through social media. Whereas Google Ads is much more intention-based. Google Ads, you can show an advert when people are actually searching for something specific so somebody if, if you run a marketing podcast and somebody's actually searching how do i do seo you can show up for that you can advertise an episode of your podcast for that keyword so that's what that's the difference really google ads is much more about not targeting types of people but targeting intentions so targeting what people are looking for at that particular time so, for example, um, with that mountain biking show again, I could, if people were writing um, into Google, uh, what mountain bike should I buy? Or what's the best mountain bike under £500? I could uh, advertise our podcast, my podcast for that. And people would find that podcast. They'd be like, oh, there's an episode that shows some advice on, you know, bikes under £500. So if they're podcast listeners and they're looking for that info, I might have a chance of, of um, signing them up. So Google Ads really, it's quite easy to set up. All you have to do is know your keywords. All you have to do is know what people are searching that you want to target. And then you set up an account, you create some text ads. It's actually a bit quicker in a lot of ways because you don't have to create a picture. With Mm. Facebook and Instagram, you have to have images. Um, You can use stock images, so it's not that hard. But with Google, all you need is some text. All you need is a headline and some uh, some description and that's it really mm-hmm. so so yeah that's how it works um, and you can budget anything you want as well I should have said that with the social media ones you can budget like a dollar a day or a pound a day up to however much really mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the time the best approach is to start small you know put two or three pounds a day in for the first few weeks to really figure out what your targeting is to figure out what the best text is you know what headline attracts people in the best and then once you've got your conversions running well you've got a decent cost per click they call it so that's the cost you know 30p per podcast listener for example you figure it out once you've got that down to an affordable rate then you ramp up the money if you can afford it so i guess one of the pros is like you say that that sort of level playing field because like you know if you were going up against like um 
a, a multi-billion dollar company <laughs> who can like pay the best designers in the yes. world it doesn't matter when you're yeah. just working with text does yeah it? often facebook and instagram and and some of the other platforms are quite visual <clears throat> if you're a if you have a good designer then you can outcompete people because you can just create this great looking stuff but yeah with google ads it's just text it's all good any cons to the google ads approach it can be hard to get it right. So it can be hard to get that copyright. So that headline, that description, making sure, you know, attracting people in, um, it takes a bit of work. You need to go in there every couple of days and really check your keywords, see what's converting, what's not. Um, and I, I w we can't go into that here. Like there's whole courses out there that teach you how to do Google Ads well, but we can maybe direct towards a couple of decent um, courses. Uh, one that I like actually, no affiliation here at all, just a, a, a company that I like the, the work they put out about this is um, Digital Marketer. So I think it's possibly digitalmarketer.com. But if you search Digital Marketer uh, on Google, you'll find them and they've got a few courses. Um, so yeah, they'd take you through it. But yeah, it, it's not... Um, to do it well, to make sure you're getting your ultimate value for money, it takes a bit of learning. But I mean, we're all kind of, if you're doing a podcast, you're probably a bit geeky in some way. <laughs> so it can be something that you can get quite into because it's a bit of a game, really. You've got all these stats here. You've got all these things you can change um, and you can see the stats change based on the headlines you use, the photos you use. So I, I quite enjoy it because it's quite, it's quite gamified. It's quite fun figuring it out. Best way to find out who to do it from is to Google how does Google Ads work and then see the ad that comes up because they're doing it well. So that's my yes. tip. Or just paying more. <laughs> yeah, whether well, it's that, I guess. Um, so option three then, Colin, something that we actually have been experimenting yeah, with over the last month, yeah. uh, which is Overcast Indeed. advertising. So Overcast is basically an iOS-based podcast listener app. And I, I reckon, you know, I've been using this for... A couple of years now uh, it it seems to me to be the sort of app uh, just based on like all the folk i'm sort of in touch with who like podcasts and that it seems to be your like power users okay. listening app yeah, sure. so like say for example like your mom listens to a few podcasts she'll probably <laughs> do it on like apple podcasts or or more recently maybe google podcasts yeah, you know yeah. just those surface level sort yeah. of default apps indeed Overcast is that has been sought out by the podcast listener because they're probably after a few extra features. And I know we did a whole episode dedicated to, to this sort of stuff. Apps, yeah, um, last season, if you want to check that out. But uh, yeah, so Overcast, you could basically advertise your podcast on Overcast. And what I really like about this is that every single person who sees your ad yeah. is not only a podcast listener, but you know, they're maybe more of an experienced listener yes. if that makes sense yeah, they're yeah. also literally in their app as they're seeing your ad yeah. so it's not like you know a tv ad a radio ad just um they happen to stumble across it somewhere yeah. they are for some reason or another in their podcast app so they're only like they're one click away from viewing your show yeah. they're another click away from hitting play on an episode or even hitting subscribe yeah yeah so, so it, cuts, think, it cuts down all the barriers basically doesn't it yeah like, there's no know, education yeah. no Aye. absolutely yeah like those downsides of facebook of google ads like they might not even be podcast listeners you've got to get them to open up their podcast app to listen to you all that kind of stuff here it's like just yeah click tap tap and then suddenly subscribed mm -hmm. all good and it's just it, it basically appears as like this this just little banner in the bottom of the screen when mm -hmm. you're viewing the the listing app so you get to when you set up your ad you do your text you know you've got a yeah. couple of sentences in there yeah um so 
Yeah, lots of lots of pros for that, you know, for that sort of method of advertising, the overcast advertising. Yeah. I think in terms of the downsides, depending on your topic, because you're advertising in all these various topics, so you can go like, you know, sport or health or politics or music, yeah. stuff like that. Based on the demand and, and the potential, you know, the, the estimated taps and the estimated subscribes, the prices can vary quite wildly. So, like, at the time of... Um, us buying the the health category yeah. for our new show Organic Life, which you can find by the way at organiclife.me. <laughs> uh, when we bought that, we got it for $190. I noticed that that was kicking on for $400 by the time our ad finished. Oh, really? right, okay. Don't know if that was because the ad did pretty well or what. <laughs> but um, you, go, you go up to like some of the top categories there. And if you want to advertise to everyone, you're, you're about a grand. You know, this is yeah. dollars we're yeah. talking. Um, but yeah, depending on where you want to advertise, it's not the cheapest. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, you need to you need to give that some serious consideration, I guess. I mean, so what were the stats you got in the end, subscribers? So we tried this out, didn't we? Yeah, well, we so out, they, they give you an estimate of like how many taps, which is just how many people looking at your ad yeah. and how many subscribers you're going to Wait, get. Wait, sorry, is taps just people seeing it or is it people actually hitting it? No, so you, the, sorry, you get three three levels of stats. You yeah. get views, yeah. then you get taps, yeah. then you get subscribes. Cool. So yeah. you can see yeah. the entire process there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the estimated taps for us was between 750 and 1,000. Okay. We actually yeah. got th over 1,300. Okay. And our estimated so subscribes... 1,300, sorry to interrupt there, but 1,300 people actually saw that ad and pressed it. Yeah, they clicked on it. Yeah, they were interested enough to click it. Mm. Yeah, okay. And cool. I think I think it was viewed like 26,000 times mm -hmm. off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. And this was for $190. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, then we went from those 1,300 taps yeah. to 81 subscribes. Yeah. The estimate that we got from Overcast was between 40 and 55. Yeah. So... Yeah. Obviously, overshot the runway on that too. Okay. Um, again, yeah. like all, you know, the, the entire caveat of this whole uh, episode is that your yeah. content still needs to do its job. Yes. You know, people yeah. are checking it out; they yeah. still need to like it enough to. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I do imagine Overcast will get a lot of folk going back to them and saying, <laughs> "You said, you know, I would get this." Yeah. And look. Yeah. Um, but so, funnily enough, with that one, like I think those numbers, like twenty odd thousand views for $190 is amazing on its own, I think. Mm. That is great visibility, great brand awareness, if nothing else. Like a lot of those people might come back to the show later and subscribe at a later date. Mm -hmm. uh, that many taps, like, what did you say, 800 to 1,000? No, 1,300, you said. We got 1,300, yeah. That, so that many people were actually interested. And we got 80 subscribers, which is good. Like, I mean, that's decent. For $190, $2 a you know, mm. two dollars a person depends. If you've got a podcast that's pretty well refined, you've got a good funnel in there. That's pretty decent value, I would have said. But I would say if you're out there listening, thinking that seems quite a low conversion rate, I'd agree. <laughs> so thirteen hundred taps to eighty eighty subscribers seems quite low to me. But bear in mind, Organic Life is a brand new show, isn't it? Mm. It's got what four episodes on it? Just six now? as of today. Six. Cool. Um, but maybe five at the time. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, not many episodes on it. Um, it's not necessarily that we talked about making sure your show is quite refined before, mm -hmm. you know, your message is really down. You've got quite a lot of episodes on there before advertising. So it wasn't necessarily, we wanted to try it out to figure it out, but it's not necessarily a great example in terms of those conversions. I bet you if we had like 30 episodes on there and had mm. our, our sort of message dialed in, we'd have got, we'd have converted a lot more of them. Mm. But yeah, yeah, even at 80 for that earlier show, I think it's still pretty decent. Yeah. 
So again, like if you're, um, like you mentioned, the funnel layer, if, if somebody's doing a podcast that leads into maybe, you know, selling something for 500 yeah, yeah, quid, yeah. getting that one subscriber is yeah. well, well worth yeah, it. Yeah. On the other hand, if you're more of a hobby show, just general entertainment, you're not really yeah. trying to monetize it, yes. then it's, you know, it's probably not the yeah. option for yeah, you. Yeah, it's a terrible cost of, what they call, customer acquisition cost, <laughs> acquisition cost, your CAC. <laughs> That's a terrible CAC for uh, a uh, a show that's doing sponsorship when you're suddenly selling listeners for like fractions of a penny. <laughs> but if a lead, like some companies, like insurance companies, um, travel companies, that kind of stuff, they'll pay a fortune. They'll pay like dozens of dollars, hundreds of dollars even for just one lead. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's Take you out to cases. dinner and everything. And if then. only we did that with podcast <laughs> listeners. Um, one other con as well, I suppose, with it, I've mentioned it's, it's seen as a sort of power user mm-hmm. app. If you're podcasting in a topic that is traditionally a bit less techy, it's probably not where you're going to find mm. a lot of your audience. Yeah, so true. be mindful of that too. You've always got to know your audience and where they are, your yeah. target audience and where they are. Yeah. But you can read uh, about our full results and you know the entire article on that. It will give you all the results and the pros and cons and things like that at thepodcasthost.com slash overcast. And with that, we move on to option four, Colin, which is a, a company who buy other companies every other week. Yeah. Their, their name is Spotify, and you can also <laughs> advertise your podcast on there. Uh, I dare say the listeners probably at one point in their life had the free Spotify account where yeah. you get lambasted with adverts in between yeah. every other song, and you exactly. can't skip them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this is a this is another option that's open to you when it comes to to advertising your podcast. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to running an audio ad so the app at the moment it it boasts i think it's 116 116 million ad supported listeners (laughs) did you just have 116 on its own yeah there's only 116 people 116 people (laughs) our overcast ad nearly nearly did uh, as well as way better than that (laughs) cool yeah i think there's more than that on spotify but yes 116 million great uh that's cool um, so how does it work? You, this is more about audio, isn't it? Yeah, so like with it's, Overcast, an audio, it's like a radio style ad. Yeah. yeah, Overcast was text. We're talking about pictures on Facebook. We're talking about just text on Google. But suddenly here, you can actually do some content. We're podcast producers, so we can create some audio to advertise. Yeah, it's a 30 second audio ad. Mm-hmm. So you do that, you'll find links in the, the article itself to Spotify Ad Studio. So yeah. When we signed up to that back in the day, you go through the sort of application process. They've maybe yeah. opened up now. I don't know if they've kind of updated that process. But um, in there, yeah, again, you can do some targeting based on the, the data that Spotify have on their listeners. So, yeah. you know, age, gender, location. And it, these ads as well, at the time of recording, I don't think they appear in like podcast playlists or that, that might have just changed very recently. These will appear sandwiched in between music. So that's another thing that you can target. You could say, you know, podcast, only death metal that we want to appear in between. You could do that if you want, or Kylie Minogue, yeah. uh, one of the two. I know you're a big Kylie, Kylie fan, Colin. Of course, of course. Who isn't? Uh, Price-wise as well. Uh, so again, it's this budget and date range thing. Yeah, you could yeah. you could set your budget. And based on a bit of Googling that I was doing to find out, you know, what sort of numbers people were talking uh, a figure I seen mentioned a lot was five hundred dollars could get you around twenty five thousand ad 
plays or right. ads listens, if yeah. you like. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's a rough gauge based on what I was able to determine when yeah. I was looking yeah. about out there. So that's not a million miles off the overcast visibility, is it? Mm. Um, except you're getting more. Uh, I mean, the overcast views is people might not even see it. It just appeared on screen. They yeah, might not notice exactly, it. But with yeah. Spotify, 25,000 people are hearing the whole 30 seconds of your ad, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, f- I find audio ones a bit funny, actually. Like, I... I'd, mm, you hear them, and I kind of... I don't know. I, I wonder sometimes whether people are starting to tune out of podcast ads. You know, like, the power of a podcast ad is a host read ad. You know, if we just... We were talking about um, Name Silo on this episode, and we're talking about our experience of it and, like, what we think about it and stuff like that. Um, but... And that's how podcast advertising works well. But just hearing a jingle, I don't know. I'm sometimes not so convinced. I think people maybe manage to tune out of it. But I suppose the advantage of Spotify is that you can't hit that skip button. Mm -hmm. It's always, it's in there. You have to listen to it. So yeah, we haven't tried it yet, have we? But we want to give this a go. And it's the old repetition thing as well. Like when you hear those same ads so many times, yeah, yeah. it's a bit, you know, not necessarily in a positive way, but it's a bit like you've been beat over the head with so much yeah. you can't fail to recite the. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, th- I think actually I should I should qualify that. I think if you create a good audio ad that actually reaches, that really touches your audience. So if it does that whole, you know, talks about the problem you're solving, why you're so good at um, creating the show that solves that for them, um, create some really enticing content in that 30 seconds, I think an audio ad can work well. So yeah, mm. it's definitely worth a shot. I mean, looking back at myself, you know, over the years, listening to a lot of audio dramas, if I heard like a really short, sharp, well-produced like audio drama, yeah, ad, I would yeah. naturally want to check that out. Yeah, so it yeah, is, yeah. It's, it's about, you know, getting the right ad and also getting in front of the folks yeah. that you want to advertise totally. to. Totally. You're advertising to folk who are consuming audio content. That's yeah, obviously yeah. one of the, the the pros and the fact yeah. that Spotify have just ploughed so much money and publicity into podcasting yeah. recently. So it's a yeah. it's a platform that is becoming a, a major player yeah. in yeah. the podcast industry too. Yeah. yeah. And they're right there, like you say, they're right there in their ads in their app so they can subscribe right from there as well. So mm. there's a lot less barriers than the kind of the external advertising as well. Any uh, downsides to Spotify, would you say? I suppose, again, it's a bit of an investment. You know, if you're talking figures like $500, yeah. that's not the type of decision you want to make lightly. Yeah. You want to be doing it for a good reason, yeah. a sensible reason. And again, that problem of audio ads, that it's just yeah. difficult to convert those to actual plays. And yeah, subscribes. yeah, absolutely, yeah. The listeners still got a lot to do yeah. in between hearing them and going and finding your shows. Yeah, so. and becoming a loyal subscriber, yeah. Um, the there was some what was it? I was going to say something else there. Uh, Spotify can cost about, oh yeah the minimum minimum bid, um, bids. So I mean the advantage for me one of the biggest advantages of Facebook and Google Ads is that you can start with like just a few dollars. You can start with very little money. Spotify um, and Overcast for that matter have a minimum, don't they? So you have to have I think Spotify when I checked was maybe two hundred and fifty dollars minimum mm. so the campaign has to be at least that much it might even be higher than that now but it was at least that so yeah you have to have a minimum at least a decent budget to get involved in this so before we uh, move on to our fifth option then i just wanted to take a moment to thank name silo for sponsoring this episode of 
podcraft. So as I said at the start of the show, if you're going to be paying to advertise your podcast, you really want to be sending your listener to, to somewhere memorable. You don't <laughs> want to be saying, you know, bebo.com forward slash user 55678. <laughs> uh, it's good to be able to say something like organiclife.me, which and is our new show, podcraft.net. So if you're looking for a domain name for your podcast, check out Name Silo. They have some of... <laughs> you need to rewrite that copy. Yeah, I need to, I need to read it. <laughs> They've got some of the lowest prices out there to register your domains. You can register your .com for $8.99 per year and you can save more by enrolling in their discount program. Other TLDs, which I just found out this morning, means top-level <laughs> top domains. Level I guessed that, Con, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did. Uh, well so done. you can get stuff like .top and .xyz for as little as 99 cents per year. .fm, for example, is a very popular one in .fm. podcasting. Yeah. .fm is a good top right. Market yourself as a wee radio yeah. station. Yeah. Some good ones like .club, .member, that kind of stuff. .pod. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, with your purchase as well, they'll provide you with free who is privacy, domain defender security, email forwarding, parking, you even get to park your car, nice. and much more on top of that as well. You can get your website hosting at Name Silo starting as low as $2.39 per month. So check out namesilo.com and you can use our coupon code PODCRAFT to receive $1 off your first order. That's namesilo.com and coupon code PODCRAFT. Right, back to our options, Con. What's next on this big old list? Print magazine. You're Hello, big, 1990s. You're a big print magazines, <laughs> man. The 1990s want their media back. Uh, I used to, I actually, I read a lot of print magazines back in the day um, because I was a computer geek and mm. because Amiga Power, uh, you know, Amiga Commodore Forma, Format, uh, all free of them. tape on yeah, the front. Totally, exactly, yeah, free disc, cover discs, all that kind of stuff. I, do you know, short story, uh, I listened to my first ever podcast episode, I'm sure I've told this on Podcraft before, uh, thanks to a cover disc. So it was a cover disc on the Web Designer magazine. Uh, so print magazine introduced me to podcasting. There you go. Yeah. So this works. Yeah. Proven. Except you probably wouldn't put it on a cover disc anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so yeah, print magazines, obviously, where this might come in handy is if you were doing a, a really traditionally non-techie. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, just something a bit niche, something that when we look back over the last sort of 15 years... The, the rise of the internet, people predicted that things like print magazines and that would, would die. Mm. And a lot of them did, to be fair. Mm. But, you know, some some enclaves really held on. And not only that, they kind of thrived. Like, you'll go into yeah. your WH yeah. Smiths or your news agents today. You'll find, you know, tabletop uh, wargaming magazines, model railway. You know, you've got things like gardening, fly fishing, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So a really lot of these specific. magazines, you know, they've, they've held on and I think yeah. they do really well. Yeah. And if you're doing a podcast on something like that, you know, instead of going to like so Overcast or somewhere where you're just not going to access any of your target audience, yeah, yeah. you could take out a, an ad in a print magazine. And with that, you might have to actually do a wee bit of education in there as well. So it might not be enough just to put an advert, you know, the, the whatever podcast, the fly yeah, fishing podcast, yeah. you might want to have like a link in there that you know, explains a bit more about what a podcast is. Yeah, you might want yeah. to mention this is free content. It's not something you need to buy. So you might have to do that wee bit extra education yeah, there. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that, that's a good point on all of these advertising options, actually, apart from Spotify and Overcast, which are in a podcast listening platform already. But if you're reaching out with 
existing podcast listeners, uh, like social media advertising, Google ads, like print magazines, often the best thing to do is send them to a landing page, which is actually, oh, what is a podcast? How do you listen? And then show them exactly how to subscribe to your show. That can be a good way to convert. But yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Print magazines, um, the advantage of a lot of them dying off is that circulation tends to be a bit lower. Even the niche ones that are doing well now, um, circulation's a bit lower. So prices can be a bit lower, mm. a bit less in demand because it's less fashionable. But uh, yeah, I think it's great. You were buying a bunch of astronomy magazines recently, I remember. That's right, for yeah. For something. What was that, for Hostile Worlds or something? Yeah, I was, um, um, because I was looking just to, to, you know, you come across articles online and yeah. I hate sitting at the computer reading stuff, so I was yeah. buying magazines. Yeah, was, but they had tons of ads in it. I remember yeah. flicking through one and they've got so, I mean, I don't mean that in a negative way. I suppose you could argue if there's tons in there, they won't see you. But if you create a good ad, it can stand out and they're obviously working. People only put money into these things if they work so yeah worth a go cons though that sort of approach because obviously it's it's not going to be for everyone is it like uh, if you're you know for us to say advertise this show in yeah, a print magazine would yes. just be a bit strange because <laughs> you know everyone who's listening to this is well aware of what a podcast is they're probably running their own podcast so i would argue though um yeah no i think you're right I think it's it definitely depends on your audience. Uh, there'll be some audiences very unlikely to read a print magazine, but others might be. And I mean, I quite like the idea of reaching outside your kind of your traditional audience. So for Podcraft, for example, our traditional audience is people that already know they want to start a podcast. But we could also advertise in like a you know a business magazine, and the headline would be um, "Brand New Way to Grow Your Business." Like try, you know what I mean. Like people, our target here is people that have never really listened to podcasts before or even thought about it. Um, Way to build trust in your business. Looking for a way to build trust in your business, something like that. You know, Um, again, it's back to like it's back to the problem you're solving. You're not you're not advertising your podcast. You're advertising the solution it offers. You're advertising the benefit that people get out of listening. Even if that, even if that's entertainment, you're then advertising the fact that you're going to make them laugh, or you're going to make them happy, or you're going to make them less bored. You know, so wherever you advertise, if you can figure out a way to tell that audience what your podcast does for them, then you can tell them it's a podcast later. They don't care if they know there's a benefit; they'll go and have a look, and then you tell them it's a podcast and how to listen. Option six. Then yes. this is a. This is a pod news newsletter i am look i was wanting to call pod news something to do with it being an essential part of the industry in recent years that's popped up okay um yeah. i really like pod news because yeah. it saves me having to do things like read social media and that yeah. i just get all the the podcast and news in one i email. just love how good james is at summarizing stuff like you can yeah. read i do like um so hot pod is the other common newsletter and you can advertise in that too by the way so this that counts too hot pod by nick Quo. um but nick is excellent at covering everything in so much depth but it's like three thousand words and i just can't do it i can't read it every day or even every week so mm-hmm. yeah james's hot pod newsletter is just short sharp quick <laughs> you mean james's pod news pod newsletter. news sorry this is going to get confusing uh so yeah email email newsletters i guess yeah. specifically pod news right here uh you can advertise your show on pod news so that goes out between mondays and fridays you know five days a week and it's just you know it's headlines everything that's happening in the industry like you say a nice short summary and a link to the story yeah. Yeah. but you can run adverts in there for 25 dollars a day i think it is and um 
you're getting, you know, you're getting out there to, I think they've got over 9,000 subscribers mm -hmm. now. There's folk in there from like the BBC, Apple, Gimlet, NPR. Mm -hmm. So you never know who might like see your show when it's advertised yeah, in there. Yeah. Um, but I guess the downside of that as well is that it's completely untargeted. So yeah. it is a, it's a newsletter for people that are involved in podcasting rather than podcast listeners themselves. Yeah, yeah. But there's obviously that crossover. There's yeah. very few folk involved in podcasting that aren't podcast listeners. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, it's a bit more scattergun. <laughs> you know, if you're advertising a wrestling podcast, maybe like, <laughs> you know, 200 folk that see that will be wrestling fans yeah. if you're lucky. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's quite low cost, really. Yeah, um, definitely. Good way to get out there. And it could it could even lead to some collaborations and stuff like that. Like other people's other wrestling podcasts will see your podcast. You could do a crossover show, which um, you know, can lead to listener growth as well. So stuff like that. Yeah. Sponsoring a blog then, Colin, doing mm -hmm. a, a sponsored blog post. What's that all about? Yeah, this is really about finding another website that writes about your subject and suggesting some kind of collaboration. So the basic form of it would be, like you say, a guest post, which is when you just write a post for their site. And a lot of sites out there are happy to take guest posts as long as it's good content. So as long as you can get in touch and suggest um, a topic, uh, show that you know their audience well enough. So you're suggesting a topic that's actually really useful, that hasn't been covered before, uh, that actually will add some value, not just talk about your show. Um, so for example, with us, if you, you know, our site, thepodcasthost.com is all about how to run a successful podcast. So you could write in with a case study of how you used um, Google Ads to grow your audience. And you could talk about your podcast the whole way through the article because you can see in the first paragraph. So this is a case study about how I grew my uh, audience on organiclife.me. Um, and that's a way of raising awareness of your podcast with a completely different audience and getting it out there. So that's the idea, sponsoring a blog that way. Um, the other way is you can actually pay as well. So you can pay uh, to do a sponsored post. The blog themselves might write that for you. Uh, and the final way is a banner as well. So you can actually set up a banner ad within many blogs out there. They take advertising fees to actually just put a, a graphical banner or a text banner on their blog. Um, so the gist of it is find a website that uh, talks about your subject that reaches the same audience as your podcast. Get in touch with them and ask what the options are. Start with a guest post because that tends to be free. Um, but if it takes a little bit of money to put yourself out there a bit more to their audience, then it can work really well. Cons for this approach, can it can it take a bit of time and research to get something set up? Like if you have to do a bit of digging around, yeah, find sites, get in yeah. touch with people, they yeah. don't reply to you and yes. stuff like that. So it could maybe be a bit of a, a saga, can't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. Often blogs are not necessarily, <laughs> a lot of blogs are hobby blogs, aren't they? They're not necessarily set up for this. So they might not already do banner ads. They might not already do sponsored posts. They might take, yeah, a month to get back to you. They might, I've had experiences where I've sent in a guest post and it's taken like three months to get it published. So the effort you're putting in is not exactly paying off quickly, but it's, it's valuable um, exposure and it works really well when it's done right. On to our eighth and final option then is to advertise on other podcasts. So yeah. you could actually run a podcast ad in the same way that you've probably heard all those mattress or food hamper <laughs> adverts. You could Indeed. just like use that um, route to advertise your own podcast, yeah. can't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So 
again, you know, it's this is all about targeting. All of this stuff is about targeting where the targeting options are available. Yeah. But again, going back to a wrestling podcast that we've not launched yet, <laughs> there'd be no point in going to, you know, a, a, a fishing podcast. For some reason, I'm thinking of fishing a lot today. But uh, <laughs> the, you've got to get your targeting right with stuff like this. Find somebody, preferably, who's already set up and doing ads because that's going to cut down the back and forward time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If somebody's already running adverts. And as well, there's complications where, like, if a a podcast might be running ads, but maybe they're running them through another company, like a sort of middleman company, and that would add extra layers of complication as well. So A good starter for this, I think, actually, is uh, Podbean. So Podbean's got their ads marketplace. And if you create an audio ad... just a 30 second ad for example you can upload it to podbean uh, and then you can just set a budget it's kind of like the google ads of podcast advertising makes it really easy and it can be low budget as well so you don't have to put that much money into it so it can be a good way to start um but i would say like we said earlier on the host red stuff is much better so if you can just find other podcasts in your niche get in touch with the hosts and arrange uh you know, a sponsorship fee so that they actually talk about your podcast themselves, that can be much more effective. All good then? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think this is well worth looking into, certainly. Choose one of these. If you've got quite a low budget, it can be quite nice to start with maybe just a wee bit of Facebook advertising, a wee bit of Google ads, that kind of stuff. Um, go out there and find a course. There's some free teaching on it. Like just get on YouTube and you can often find a getting started in Google ads or getting started in Facebook ads. Um, a course and get you started in it. It's quite a nice way to start with just, you know, a few dollars a week or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely something worth trying. So hopefully you've enjoyed that. And if you want to view the, if you want to read the article in full, you'll find that at the podcasthost.com slash advertising. And we talked a lot about overcast advertising too. So you could re- read all about or experiment with that at thepodcasthost.com slash overcast. And I was thinking, Colin, seeing as you you run the Twitter, it's your Twitter, <laughs> we could invite some, uh, well, we could invite the listener to uh, reply to a question. Yeah, yeah. Um, just based on this, like what, what if any, are these routes have worked for you? Yeah. And what hasn't? So it'd be yeah. cool to get some case studies into that article actually. Yeah, definitely. Like if we if we got some yeah, so write in, tell um get in touch on Twitter, the podcast host, uh, and let me know in just whatever characters, three hundred odd characters, <laughs> what's worked for you. What method of advertising have you used for your podcast? Um and what happened? Uh, it'd be cool to get that added into our article, show some good examples. And on a final note, I just want to thank our sponsor for this episode, namesilo.com. They have some of, if not the lowest prices out there to register your domains. I've nailed that. Yeah. Uh, you could register your .com for $8.99 per year. Check them out at namesilo.com. Perfect. Alrighty, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Please do get in touch at the podcast host. Let us know what advertising method has worked for you. It'd be great to hear from you. Otherwise, go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash advertising to read the full article. I'll see you in the next episode where we're going to talk about downloads. We, we surely the eternal are. question how many downloads is a good number of downloads for a podcast? We'll talk to you then. 